Your money or your life. It's the Game Central podcast, episode 70, yes, 70. A lovely moment happened to us here at the Game Central podcast this week, as if being number 301 on the iTunes podcast chart wasn't enough to give us the motivation to keep us going week in, week out. The fantastic news that Audio Boom has featured us is music to our ears. Or, as a podcast, maybe that should be talk to our ears. <laughs> Luckily, Audio Boom helped us finally understand what genre we fall into after listing us as entertainment. I think we were always aiming for something around that area, but at least now it's finally confirmed. Hopefully, this newfound appreciation will compel Gareth to take a little more care and pride when editing the podcast. As you may have already noticed, last week's episode came in at a measly 40 or so minutes. Want to know why? Well, apparently, T for Two's background ambience had been lost. You know, the background sound of a cafeteria, as there is only one sound clip of such an environment on the whole of the internet. It would have taken Gareth five whole days to edit the podcast, and he only had four. Well, our loss was your gain, as you didn't have to hear it. But hopefully, the longest-running podcast-based soap opera will make a return this week. Also returning this week is our metaphorical road to E3 coverage. It's not long now until the big day itself and we are clenched with attention and excitement as we see what will be announced. Unfortunately, none of us will be attending E3 as I do not have a passport, Don has a girlfriend and Gareth did something which means he cannot enter America but hasn't stopped him entering things in the past. But alas, he has paid the price and has spent time under the lock and key of Her Majesty. We also have, as we do every week, the news from this week, although by the time it gets to you, it'll probably be outdated. Also, we'll be talking about some of the hottest releases and how they measure up. Apart from Don, Don would have played Destiny. But, guys, (laughs) before we can even think about kicking off the Game Central podcast this week, we have to acknowledge what has got us to be featured under entertainment on Audio Boom. So what is it? What makes us so entertaining? Well, it's Don's hot gossip. So entertaining is Don's hot gossip that each week, apart from last week, his announcements are so (laughs) earth-shattering that if he wanted to, he could bring the whole entertainment industry to its knees. In the future, people will read of a prophet who spoke of games, and his name will be Don. Over to you, Don. Thanks. I'm just basking in the glory of being entertainment. You, we, not just you, we are entertainment. So if you're yes. listening to this and you feel that, oh, I'm not being that entertained, then you're wrong because we're listed under entertainment. So it's your, it's your problem. Not, not under games, but uh, never mind. We'll, we'll stick with no. entertainment. That's fine. Games are entertainment. It's, it's more broad than that. We're not just games. You can't just pigeonhole us into can't games. We you know. are entertainment. Like, we're a ghost. We, we're a whisper. Yeah. Say hi, Gareth, things. just in case we've got new audio boom listeners. Hi, Gareth, just in case we've got new audio boom <laughs> listeners. See? And that is entertainment. 
So before any anyone absolutely has a prolapse because of the entertainment flying around, Don, just just give Dylan the final blow with your God's this sake, week's pop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Something rather nice this week, uh, which kind of ties into a little bit of news that will come up, no doubt, later on. Uh, but uh, we've probably seen the uh, we talked about it last week in fact a little bit the new uh, remaster of Resident Evil Zero that's coming to the new consoles uh, we spoke about how Capcom are probably only going to bother doing Zero and that'll be it because that and the yes. previous original were the ones done on the GameCube so basically half the work's already been done however gossip this week brings some some little lovely hope to the people out there who want Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis because yeah. apparently uh, in the opening sections of Resident Evil Zero as oh god is it Rebecca? it's Rebecca isn't it? I always yeah. mix up Jill and Rebecca because they're both just women to me oh. Oh. They're, they're, they're just one bland faceless woman they're all the same anyway yeah. they're, it's, uh, it's, don't it's easier to kind of objectivise women isn't it? Uh, rather than see <laughs> human beings when you do, you've done the things you've done it is, especially when they kind of both blend and merge into one on those games. They all look, they all look the same to me. They do. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's a section at the beginning near, near the beginning of this game where Rebecca enters a train. Uh, it's one of the first sections of the game. Now, ordinarily, you just get on the train. It's a bit mysterious, and then you end up fighting shit. Well, in the new version, apparently, they've done something a bit, a bit special. Uh, if you enter uh, a, an old Capcom uh, code into your pad uh, you can actually then go into another carriage instead of the one you can you can normally go into one you can go into another one okay yes we get it and in there alright yes quick we're dying of entertainment in there there is a little computer on a desk in a kind of weird office made up carriage and on that computer is access Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. They're not wow. full HD remasters, though, mind you. Don't think that. They are the uh, more or less originals uh, as they were on the PS1 and 2. Were they on yeah. the PS2 or just PS1? I can't remember. PS1. Uh, PS1. <clears throat> on the PS1. They're slightly upscaled, but they're not full remasters. But you can play through them on there. And the code to get into it is an old Capcom code. It's the one they used on Street Fighter 2 Turbo. If you remember the code for that, do you remember the code for that? Because I do, because there was a code you entered at a certain point of the title screen that granted you six more turbo speeds. You could crank it up to ten instead of four. Wow, I'm really, all the time. really glad you've not told us this code yet. Yeah. Yep, I do mean, you want to know the code? Like you if you don't know it, long, screw, long, I know it? the code. The code Can you just on pass your... one digit to the code every week until the game's yes. released? Yes, I can. So what the is first part of the code is down on the D-pad. Fantastic. So if I remember that down on the yep, deep the first part of the code. Yep. There are yep. eight. There are eight parts to the code. So this will take yep. us eight weeks to get the whole thing. So, Unless no, we're gonna do you're a genius who weeks. remembers the Street Fighter Two Turbo code from the oh. set. We're doing seven weeks, okay. And then after that, people are gonna have to pay for extra content for the eight. <laughs> That's so, exactly what should happen. That's going to be fantastic. But anyway, Don, that is actually really nice. And since last week, when you let yourself down a bit, um, this week, that is absolutely fantastic. You could say that's entertainment. It is. No wonder we come up first when you look at entertainment on audio. I'm, I'm always glad to help. It's good. 
That is fantastic. And that is Don's Hot Goss Ip. Oh, his name's Don Goss, by the way, if you just started listening. <laughs> And before we get on to the news, uh, Gareth, our lovely guy that's been here since the dawn of time, uh, he does look like a Neanderthal. <laughs> I'm joking. The dawn of time of the uh, podcast since episode one, and he's only ever missed one episode, uh, and that was one of the worst days of my life. But <laughs> he has been known to love League of Legends, so I've gone out of my way to do a little treat for him, and uh, I've got some sounds that he's probably never heard okay. whilst playing League of Legends. You are on a killing spree. There's that one. Okay. You are on a rampage. That one. You are unstoppable. That one. And this one. You have almost won. Neither. Have you ever heard those, or are they sort of stuff that's passed you by? Are they from, like, the Alpha? They sound terrible. I don't know, but they, they kind of sound like voices I have in my head on a daily basis. <laughs> Oh so there you go. I'm sorry, I didn't. I've never heard it before, but I have heard this in my mind. Triple kill. So uh, <laughs> there you go. That's absolutely fantastic. I'm sorry if they're not the right ones, Gareth. I'm sorry if I've let you down, uh, but they're the ones that I found. It was an app. So if anyone wants to get the app, if you like the alpha sounds of it, and you thought, you know, I don't like the new sounds of League of Legends. I prefer the alpha ones. Uh, unlike Gareth, but Gareth's a bit. He's not very uh, appreciative of things people do anyway. So there you go. I won't bother in future. So the news. Uh, <laughs> basically, there have been many rumours as to why uh, Hideo Kojima left Konami. But we have exclusive information that the reason he's actually left is because Sony decided it's a good idea to release a special edition Burgundy uh, PS4 <laughs> in celebration of his wonderful game, Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain. Now, that's got to be the reason, hasn't it? I think the reason is probably because they tightened up the console, but not the controller. Again. They do this on every special edition console. They ignore the fucking controller. It's just a standard controller. There's a tiny little emblem on the bottom right-hand side of the exactly. controller. Exactly, there you and go. That, and that's it. But that's yeah. it. It's, and you can't see it when you're holding it, because your whole hand covers it up. It's just a tiny little emblem on the bottom corner. That's, they, they need to tart up the controllers way more than they do for special editions. But the console's burgundy. Yeah, it looks quite nice. I quite like it. Burgundy no, no, and gold. No, no. Quite sexy. It's kind of royal. It's kind of regal looking. It looks like the sort you would have it next to a, like the old computers where they had like that oak finishing. Uh, I think it was like the Amstrad and things like that. Yeah. It looks a bit yeah, like the kind of PS4 they'd have in a McDonald's because it's on brand colours yep. and stuff. It could be, Gareth. It, it might. I, I can't see anything that says Metal Gear Solid. Diamond so, Dogs is printed on there somewhere. Oh, yeah. on the controller. There you go. Also, Don saying that it's got burgundy arrows next to the D-pad. Oh, it does. But so you got silly. Geez. If anything says Metal Gear Solid to anyone, it's burgundy arrows on the D-pad. Well, it's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, coming up to E3 now, there's going to be so many different announcements coming up, and Platinum, the, uh, the developers of Bayonetta one of our favourite games of all time, will unveil a new game. Uh, we don't know if this is going to be a brand new IP. We don't know if it's going to be Metal Gear Rising 2. Because I remember, Gareth, you said that a while ago. Or was it Don? Probably Don. Uh, Don's always... Was, uh, I think it was a hot gossip, was wasn't it? It was a hot gossip, but actually uh, there was going to be a second uh, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. Right. 
So that could be it. We don't know. Uh, it's definitely not going to be scale bound, the Xbox One exclusive. Yes. Uh, but we will hopefully see a little bit more of that. Care to hazard a guess, Gareth? Um, hmm. My guess would be a sequel to Wonderful 101. No, no, no. It's got to be a brand new IP. It's got to be a brand new IP? Yeah, and you've got to guess what it is. Okay, so let's, <laughs> their previous IPs are uh, Vanquish, which is a guy with rocket legs who skates around yeah. the floor on rocket legs. Milk Gay Rising Revengeance is a guy who chops things up with a sword. Yep. Bayonetta, who's a gun-toting witch. Also Ooh. with... So Raiden can also use like his sword with his feet, right? Yeah. And Bayonetta has like guns on her feet as well. So you're yep. getting somewhere, Gareth. The Vanquish guy has rocket legs. Yep. So I'm thinking this game's going to be like a paraplegic in a wheelchair. Yep. But instead of legs, he's got two Gatling guns. There we go. And then you upgrade the wheelchair as time goes on. So eventually you're just like flying around in a wheelchair with like rocket launcher legs. I was going to say, because flying around in a wheelchair being the last thing that you upgrade probably wouldn't be the best in a combat zone. But, um, yeah, you know, they've done some similar crazy stuff. We've seen stuff like Killer7 in the past where the main antagonist was in a wheelchair. We've not had enough wheelchair-bound main characters, have we? So uh, No, we've had, like, two. Who was the second one? There was the, the guy in Killer... Uh, oh, no, it wasn't the main character. Fuck. I was thinking of the guy in Killer7. That's what I just said. And I'm literally not sure just I'm said that. Who <laughs> the other guy is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I literally, weirdly, as you said it, my brain just didn't hear a thing you said. There was just Thank a, you. There's just a blank noise, and then you're going, "Who's the other one?" And I'm going, <laughs> "Yeah." Ah, well, there you go. My brain there's is already been, thinking it. There's, there's only one, uh, so hopefully yeah. that'll be it. Um, Xbox One uh, console, new controller available. Um, one terabyte Xbox One console, to be honest. Uh, this was definitely going to come along at some point, wasn't it? They're always doing bigger gigabytes. And I was reading uh, one of my older magazines, because I'm quite sad, Edge magazine, about the launch of the Xbox 360. And they were all talking about how 20 gigabytes was massive and, you know, we don't know if we need that much just to download demos and stuff like that. And, you know, the 256 megabyte memory card that came with the core pack you know, that was more than sufficient enough to save your game data. It just seems ludicrous now. And then you turn the page in 2005, and there was a uh, advert for the sort of sand disks, and the biggest one you could get was one gigabyte, and it was going <laughs> up in all the M megabyte. And it's just crazy how technology evolves and our, our quest for bigger storage capabilities, because we do need it. And, uh, I mean, my console, my Xbox One's got 500 gigabytes, and... I mean, that's all I need. You only need that for your Destiny games and all the add-ons, don't you, Don? <laughs> yep, that's what you yeah. need. Yeah, I mean, no one's ever going to say no to more memory, are they? Unless you're, uh, you've got Alzheimer's. Oh. Like what? my nan who I visited today. And I'm sorry <laughs> for anyone else out there whose grandmothers no longer remember them. And Don's <laughs> uh, joke there pulled some heartstrings. But this is entertainment, and sometimes entertainment... <laughs> Can be controversial. So, Gareth, if there was one thing that stopped you going next gen, getting yourself an Xbox One, surely it was that there was just 500 gigabytes less than you would have liked. Yep, I mean, that and the controller just uh, wasn't camo enough. No. And they've sorted that out as well. Yeah, because, you know, when I've got my 
uh, controller on my black sofa. Uh, I can see it very well. And I just, I wonder, and I really do wonder, and I'm quite worried that if I was to get one of these new controllers, whether it would blend in seamlessly with the background. So, yeah, the consoles have been permanently reduced now, Gareth. So if you want to go and get yourself one, just nip down the shops. Uh, In boring Destiny news this week, uh, the Taken King expansion, which I'm sure we're all very uh, excited to play, so it can really uh, add to the rich story that Bungie has created. Um, It's got a new raid in it, new classes and enemies. So, Don, you're our recent uh, regional-specific expert (laughs) when it comes to Destiny. Come on, the Taken King. Who's taking him? Who's taking him? Well, no one's taking him because uh, the, the Taken is the name of the new enemy type. And the yeah. king of those enemies uh, is called Oryx, who is the uh, father of Crota, who's the guy you killed in the previous raid from the Dark Below. Oh. So he's obviously going to want a word of you, isn't he? He's going to want a word or two in your shell like. You killed yeah. my son, you fucking bastards. Come here, you slags. That'll yes. basically be uh, what he's doing. And yep. I bet. Garrett Guy will start crying and try and hide behind you. <laughs> That's his usual tactic, yeah. Yeah, so I was hoping, you look... Sorry, Don. Gareth, what your name is. I was hoping the Taken King would refer to you that the uh, Burger King. That would be good. It, maybe he's got a massive, like, uh, a bit like Hamburglar from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, or he's just like... that. Guy, that's, uh, there's one of those characters who's just literally a hamburger on legs. If he was that, that would be pretty amazing. So I have a question. Yeah, yes, go ahead. Uh, it's a race in Destiny. Yeah. I think they're called the Cabal, is that Cabal, right? Yeah, that's right. So this isn't about them, right? No. Because they just turn up on one planet and then it's never explained and then just a big fat enemy. They... They, look, they look a lot like, um, you know the guys from Doctor Who, who are like the soldier race with this bald heads, the massive bald heads that turn up in Doctor Who every now and again? They look exactly like them. The, oh, they're called Solarians? Solarians? Yeah, like something that. like that. But the, basically, it's them. That's what they look like. Yeah. And the exact same kind of, um, kind of um, MO, modus operandi as well. They're just this army kind of race. <laughs> exactly like the Doctor Who guys. Yeah, it's but like I just sort of expected this would be about them. Because the first yeah. one was about for the Vex. Second one was about the fallen. Uh, well, the first one was about the hive. The second one was Hives. about the fallen. And yeah, according to this kind of thing that got leaked a while ago, um, there's a midpoint thing in September that was called Comet, which is meant, meant to be a, meant, meant to be a big expansion. Um, which now apparently is this called the Taken King instead. Comet was apparently just the uh, the placeholder name for it. Um, and then earmarks on that calendar that leaked is the next one, which is about uh, the Vex, which uh, is November or December. And then the one after that is Cabal. Which will okay, be no. Well, at least this will only cost you 25 quid, Don. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a ball, isn't it, that they're going to start charging as well for this. They, they've got to stop charging everybody for everything at all points. It's getting a bit stupid. Well done. So, Destiny, getting a bit stupid. <laughs> uh, so... Exclusive there. Resident Evil Zero HD Master gets its first trailer. And does it tell us anything we don't already know, Gareth? Mm-hmm. It no. tells us that that engine looks really nice at 60 frames per second. Yeah. Mm. I'd look at it today and it looks exactly the same as the GameCube version did. I know everyone goes, it looks prettier. It doesn't. It just doesn't. 
the GameCube versions of those remakes look so good. And yeah, sure, they've been scaled up to 1080p rather than 480, whatever it was they were originally at. But when you look at them on the, the smaller screens that you had in those days, they, they look just as good. Honestly, the textures and everything are just as good. So because the thing is, Don, they were uh, they were running on a lower resolution screen. So yeah, even exactly. though the games were lower resolution, they suited the hardware fine <clears> because <throat> exactly. it was lower. It was lower resolution itself. Correct. Also, uh, as part of this, like them releasing a trailer and stuff, they also announced news that will make Guy Whitlock very happy, and that they're including a very easy mode. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and for anyone that doesn't know who Guy Whitlock is, uh, he was the pet dog. He was the pet dog, and he helped us create this entertainment. But then he, his modus operandi, uh, went off in the opposite direction, and he realised that he no longer wanted to be a part of it. Uh, apart from this, he loves Nintendo, and they have announced a pre-E3 video nice. presentation for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, is it Brothers? Can you say Brothers? Yeah. So yeah, I can fucking call it Super Smash My Arsehole in if I want it. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure it will get a lot more uh, people buying it. But uh, what have they got to say about Super Smash Brothers, Gareth? Um, not a whole lot because they're saving it for this um, little presentation. But they have said, "Are you ready for this?" I'm ready. How about if I told you you'll be able to costume up your me? To look like someone from Splatoon. Oh, yeah. Would it be free or would I have... No. No. That's not going to be free. Are you insane? The amount of people who will pay a little bit of money for that is enough to make a lot of money. Yeah, well, there you go. Also, Um, there'll be a new stage. A new stage. And also, they announced that they're going to show one of the characters they've already shown and announced... (laughs) <laughs> fantastic but it's Nintendo they do what they want now don't they yeah I mean I would like for this to be like hey it's seven new characters and they're out today but it's not going to be that it's going to be we found new ways to incorporate the Miiverse into each stage <laughs> fuck it and or we've rebalanced the gameplay and tweaked it to the liking of Gareth Williams <laughs> <laughs> that would be like the that. best announcement yeah, uh, well, an, another great announcement is Quantum Break to skip E3 for a second year running. <laughs> now, you know, I don't think we know too much about this. We had that little gameplay reveal where he's by the docks and he was kind of trying to shoot his way out of it. Um, Remedy Entertainment are a good studio with Alan Wake and stuff like that, uh, it's, it's, but their, their game seems to take forever. I don't know if it's because they announced them way too early. Uh, or they announce them at the right point, but then they get delayed. But, you know, it's very hard to become excited about a game that has been announced a few years ago, shown at E3 a few years ago, and will miss this year's E3. So it makes you think, okay, then, well, would it be closer to next E3? So that's the only problem I have, and I know Don agrees with me, because he just said, yeah. Yeah, my other big problem with it is uh, that it's going to suffer from the same thing as Rome Total War, and not Rome Total War. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear his actual game. That was quite a good game. Uh, yeah. Rise, Son of Rome, sorry. There we go. Uh, and The Order Race in 86. And that they, uh, there were these launched kind of games. You thought they were going to come out pretty early and their gameplay mechanics and stuff were actually pretty basic and really quite boring when you actually got down to actually playing the game. Yeah. And I think this game, from even what, from what we saw when it was being demoed, 
looks like that. It just looks like the same kind of gameplay we've seen before on the on previous systems, and it doesn't look to be anything special. And, and do you think that's just... what's made them delay it, Don? I think either they've having to change the entire way the game works, mm. or they've just got so bored of it they've maybe lost funding or maybe a bunch of their developers left because they realized that basically it was a load of arse and they'd rather work on something good mm. well, uh, I don't think that's how it works well <laughs> the game industry <laughs> oh this is arse I want to do something great I'm going to go and work on Grand Theft Auto down the hallway <laughs> well, well you know the studios are recruiting for new people all the time and if some people have been going this game has been in development for so long we all know it's a bit rubbish and all yeah. they're trying to do is polish a turd at this point uh, and the advice is to go back and remake half the fucking game when we know it's never going to be good, really, because the basic premise is a bit boring and dull. Yeah. Then pff, I'd rather work on something else. I and mean, the, you know, developers are perfectly entitled to quit their jobs and find other employment. Sure. But the, the punchline to this is going to be when it comes out with a day one patch of 30 gigs, yep. when they've <laughs> made a massive emphasis on online multiplayer for an eSport, and when the main game is only six hours long. That, yeah. That's all basically going to happen because that's like what always happens with games that get delayed this much. Yep, and it's they're always not. Great. They're always chasing their tail, aren't they? Yeah. From release, yeah. I can't um, think of any game that's been delayed for ages and ages that's turned out to be really good. Did you not like Alan Wake? Not really. It was. I played um, played it for a while, and it just I don't know. It was just a little bit dull. Just you know, yeah. it was you know, and the burn again the basic precepts of just shining a torch at something so you can kill it and all the rest of it it's just uh, doing the same thing again and again and again and you know i do love doing the same thing again and again obviously because i play a lot of destiny there you but, go. but when that mechanic is just so dull it's just uh, i don't know just can't mm. i just can't okay uh super meat boy uh which is a very simple concept but one that gareth absolutely loves uh, it's coming to PS4 and PlayStation Vita this autumn. Now, it was on Xbox 360, wasn't it, Gareth? Yeah. Or am I wrong? Yeah, so obviously it's had its fans. Everyone who's wanted to play it probably have picked it up. I want to play it at some point, but I've never actually got around to it. Is this top, middle, or bottom on the uh, old indie rung? Uh, this is top tier. This is Top tier? This is possibly the best indie game. Oh, Gareth, come on. In terms of like raw gameplay, it's one of Do the best it, games. Raw. He's like raw meat, isn't he? <laughs> That's really good. Uh, plus, if you're a PS Plus subscriber, it's going to be free for you at launch. So there you go. <clears> it's win, <throat> win, 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 win. Yeah. Well, there you go. Win, win, win. Download it. Even if you don't want to play it, just download it because it's going to be free. <laughs> uh, something that we know is not going to be free, don't we, Gareth? Because they're going to be charging a premium. Is Batman Arkham Knight? I didn't know it was out at the end of this month. Yeah, I thought it was still quite a way off, and I no, was looking at the release. Why do you think they've been releasing eight trailers a week? Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, oh my god, Gareth's going to either be unbearingly smug <laughs> this time next month, or he's going to have to eat his hat. I don't know if you've got a hat, but you'll have to eat it. You know, Just when you say week. this time next month, you know it's out in two weeks, right? Yeah, but obviously today. The hype's got to die down where everyone's like, oh, it's amazing, it's brilliant, to the point where people go, you know what, actually, maybe it wasn't as good as we all thought it was originally. Maybe. Because no one's going to admit if it's bad straight away. Everyone's going to just jump all over it. Yeah, well, the good news is everybody's going to have to have 45 gigs of uh, space to free up. So if they don't have, like, that much space, they're going to have to delete something. Then when they delete it for this game, it's going to make him feel even worse about this game, which just going to fuel my fire even more. 
Yeah. It's going to be so good. Well, 45 gigs. 45 gigabytes. It's going to be a big game, Gareth. Or maybe 40 gig of that would just be a patch and 5 gig will be the game. <laughs> just never know. Uh, a bit of obvious news here from Bethesda, because they say Fallout 3 would never work on PlayStation 3 Fallout and Xbox 360. Um, Fallout 4, sorry, would never work on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Well, I think that'd be quite obvious, really, as they're being released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. If you were to try and put those game discs in either of those previous generational machines, it wouldn't work. <laughs> true. Thank that you. That is all true. <laughs> so why are they saying it would never work? Because people have been going... Oh, the graphics are like PlayStation 2 graphics. <laughs> I've seen memes that say, I better go out and get my PlayStation 2 and hook it back up because Fallout 4s are coming. <laughs> so, are these people wrong? I know the suit that he's wearing, his vault suit, looks a little bit undernourished, a little bit bland of textures. But surely, Gareth, we spoke about this before, it's going to be a step up, isn't it? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, there are yeah. already side-by-sides of, like, the graphics in Fallout 3 compared to Fallout 4, and it is ridiculously better. Yeah, you forget I that... Fallout 3 is like nine years old at this point. And right? that's the thing, Gareth. People think in their mind's eye of how beautiful Fallout 3 was. It's the same with Skyrim and stuff like that. I haven't been back to Skyrim since, but I'm pretty sure that it doesn't look the way that I imagine it in my mind. Mm-hmm. No. And people are also used to playing current gen games, yeah. you know, that look so, you know things like The Witcher and stuff, and they've, they've gotten used to that already. Yeah. Yep. But there you go. The uh, Everyone's looking forward to Fallout 4. What else can we say? Uh, Dark Souls 3 images and first details reportedly leaked to debut at E3 2015. Now, we're all excited about E3. That can't be... Um, what would you say? That can't be uh, denied. And this, this, this year, hopefully, Gareth... You won't be the only one on your own trying to release lovely content for it because I won't be going through a mental breakdown. Well, I hope not. Uh, start my new job this month, so congratulations. Yeah, that's uh, a recipe for a, a healthy mental attitude, starting a brand new job. Just to Oh, sorry, time. Gareth. Maybe I'll just hide under my quilt for the next year. <laughs> that, that's a much healthier idea, isn't it? Right, so Dark Souls 3. We spoke about this again last week. I don't know why it's being included on here again. That's probably Gareth's lax uh, attitude towards the podcast now. But tell us something new about this, Gareth, to make it worthwhile. Uh, we have screenshots. We don't. <laughs> well, no. That's not quite a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's there not a screen... medium. There are explain the screenshots, then. Go on in, explain them. Uh, they're very, very pretty. Thank you. Anything uh, else? There's really nice lighting. The sense yep. of scale is like huge. Like Dark Souls has always had quite a large scale, but it never had that sort of Skyrim feel of, you know, if I see something, I can go to it. It was always like, oh, look at all that background stuff that's in the background. Whereas this, background. it all looks very much like an established uh, world that you can, like there's a castle in the distance of one of these screenshots. And it just looks like you can go there. I don't know how else to explain it. It looks like part of the environment, you know? It could be, Gareth. You could actually be able to traverse your way there. And, you know, this is another reason why you should love The Witcher, but you don't for some reason, is because you can see a castle out off in the uh, in the background, off in the distance, and you can travel there, and it gets closer and closer. And it's absolutely beautiful, but you don't want to give it the time of day, which is a shame. 
Um, I Am Bread is coming to PS4 this summer and pays tribute to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You used to love that, didn't you, Gareth? I think everyone did, didn't we? Channel 4 used to really like it. But I know you had one problem with the TV series that we won't go into now because that's personal <laughs> beliefs and stuff like that. You didn't think it was very realistic. Um, <laughs> Gareth, come on. I don't but, know what that could possibly be. <laughs> Don, you're very excited about Iron Bread, aren't you? You've always said, when we've talk, spoke about games, you've said, yeah, it would have been better if you could have been bread. And when we were talking <laughs> about, yeah, yeah, I'd only play it if you could play as a bread. Last of Us suffered because of its lack of bread. Now you've got a game that is I am bread. It's and you've very, got a PS4. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking forward to being able to play uh, a wheat-based character. It'd be uh, rather excellent. There you go. Has there been any other wheat-based characters in gaming before? We've already spoke about wheelchair-bound characters. Oh, that, that could be a, <laughs> it could be a sequel. It could be Super Wheat Boy. There you go. That's a oh, good God. one. Not as good as Gar- Don's last week. And that is really the bar that's been set now, isn't it? Yeah. The Master Thief collection. Yeah, I'm confident I'm not going to get beat on that. I don't think I don't think you ever will. I think we should just stop right now, just trying to <laughs> the puns. And I know Gareth, I'll never stop <laughs> trying to wheat you, Don. There you go. And again, see, Don, it's like you've made yourself a force field that just cannot be penetrated, and anything Gareth said, it just bounces off of it. <laughs> it's like he's the opposite of his girlfriend. There we go. Oh. Christ almighty. Are you saying that everything bounces off her? No, I'm saying she can easily be penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That is rude. That is rude. Sorry about that, Don. You oh. shouldn't have to part with things like that. It's alright. She's a tough girl. She can take it. He's wearing the yeah, crown. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the Steam Machine, Steam Controller, and Steam Link all coming in October. Well, I hope so, because you wouldn't release the machine without the controller, would you? Um, <laughs> what is the not. Steam Link, though? Uh, it's basically a little box that if you already have a PC that can play games, you attach it to a TV in another room and then it'll transmit the game to that. And you, It's like a wireless wire. Fantastic. A wireless wire. Which is yeah. basically what wireless is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a wireless wire. I'm sure that's pretty much an oxymoron. But... Yeah. Like a mobile phone. It's a, a phone without a cord attached to it. Oh, do you remember phone? that? The phones. You used to have a phone, didn't you, Gadon? Like Gadon. Um, Gadon did use that. Does phone. anyone have home phones nowadays? No, <laughs> literally no one has a no. home phone. That's it. There you go. Um, well, that's it for this week's news. Uh, some quite nice news, some uh, repetitive news that we had last week as well, some news that was quite burgundy, and some news to do with camouflage. Uh, hopefully, next week, next week's podcast will be going pretty much during E3 week, so there's going to be a lot of news. We may not get a chance to get around to talking about what Destiny Don's been doing that week, so that would be good. Hi everybody, it's time for your weekly video game music section. Uh, This week, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I've been playing Fallout this week. Fallout 4 got announced last week. So we're going to play some Fallout music and this is a good uh, version, it's the Fallout 3 theme but it's actually uh, composed by Andrew Skeet and performed by the uh, London Philharmonic Orchestra from the um, video game uh, live soundtrack that he put out a few years ago. Um, So yeah, it doesn't get much better than this does it? 
let's be honest, Fallout 3 theme as performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Just enjoy. If there is one company that knows how to piss people off at E3, it's Microsoft. Its relevations regarding Xbox One when first announced were about as welcome as Jimmy Savile in a hospital morgue. But unlike Jimmy Savile, Microsoft decided it was a bad idea and pulled out. Now they are back to full health again, unlike Jimmy Savile. And we're ready to build upon the momentum they have been gathering over the past year. And this year's E3 is looking very promising for Microsoft. So, guys, we've spoken about PlayStation, Sony, and Nintendo, Nintendo Wii, Nintendo 3DS, whatever they like to call it. Uh, this week, we're going to be looking at Microsoft and what they need to be doing to have a great E3. Uh, but first, we've got to start with what they have to do is wear a T-shirt under a blazer, because uh, you have to do that to show that you're one of us. As we, we all wear T-shirts and blazers, don't we, when we're going out or whatever. Uh, of course. Yeah, it shows that they're non-corporate. So that's that's probably the most important thing they have to do, just to keep it going. But what are you looking forward to, Gareth? Because I expect you are – are you sort of halfway between if, – if someone said to you tomorrow, Gareth, I've got a gun in my hand, I'm holding it to your face, take either this PlayStation 4 or this Xbox One, which one would you take? Just by what you know at the moment. Based on what I know right now, yeah, I would maybe go PS4. Okay, yeah. so there we go. because Microsoft, of Bloodborne. 
Microsoft have something to do? And what do Microsoft have to do, apart from announcing that Bloodborne is coming to the Xbox One, to make you swerve more into their direction? Well, I mean, like, I wouldn't be asked about Bloodborne if uh, Dark Souls 3 got announced for it, for Which example. it will be. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Dark Souls 3 is definitely coming to yeah, that yeah. platform. So, But, I mean, all they need to do is sort of remind people that they've had actually a pretty good year for games. Yeah. Uh, they've had actually a lot of exclusives. Uh, like, the, lest we forget Titanfall, for example. Still exclusive. Yeah. Um, the stuff like uh, Massive Chalice just came out that's exclusive to Xbox One and that's that getting good reviews. That sounds like the best euphemism ever. <laughs> Massive Chalice. There's like there Dead go. Rising 3. Remember, that's exclusive. There was uh, a... That's what's the game? this year though, is it? That was the year before. Yes, that's right. Uh, what's yeah. the game where you're sort of sliding around shooting zombies that are made of energy drinks? Uh, uh, oh yeah, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. Yes. Forza Horizon 2. Yep. we've got as well absolutely fantastic yeah so just bang on that drum bang it yeah we, we also need to look at the lights of halo where that's going next gears of war forza we are absolutely going to love forza uh, six because forza five as much as everyone loved it it had that ridiculous kind of play pay to play model wasn't there where someone worked out if you were to buy everything in the game it would be an absolute ludicrous amount yep yes um just just w- get away from all of that bullshit and start concentrating on the lights of Halo, uh, Gears of War. I know that they've got Gears of War coming out, but that's more of a remake, isn't it, of the original Gears of War. Yeah. And I, my nightmare is that they're going to focus on that a bit too much. Um, I mean, they'd be stupid to after the mess they made of the Master Chief thing. Yeah. Um, what they need is something brand new, Gears of War. They need something... Uh, brand new Halo. They need to make sure everybody knows that Tomb Raider thing is exclusive. They need to, as much as I hate to say it, they need to bang on the we get Call of Duty DLC first drum. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of all the stuff they usually do, but more. Yeah. Well, it yeah, was- I mean, they know what they've got. They've got arguably better exclusives than... Uh, Sony, uh, mm-hmm. that's obviously people argue about that till they're blue in the face. But um, the likes of Halo, obviously, Halo Guardians, we still got to see that. Not nothing been shown really since. There's been a bit of multiplayer, but that's for the multiplayer people that enjoy that. Gears of War, okay, we've got this remake, but maybe a Gears of War 4 or a different story set in that universe. Because obviously it's like Call of Duty and stuff like that, and it's become so magnanimous with it and people were a bit you kind of take it for granted but gears of war still is very very slick to play and still a brilliant game and uh on next generation tire uh, console it would be looks so beautiful and the gameplay is still up there with some of the best and like i say when you are at the best people do take you for granted and i think a new gears of war is exactly what we need yeah i want it to be like I don't know what I'd name it, but like something like Gears of War colon the blank wars, you know, like Gears of War colon. Yeah, you know, the colon wars. Yeah, <laughs> colon. That sounds like something that goes on at one of your parties when you go <laughs> when you go and see all the uh, StarCraft players. <laughs> because I don't want it to be a prequel. I don't want it to necessarily be like, oh, the war wasn't really over at the end of three. Mm. I want it to be something completely different, but with that Gears of War style. 
I think maybe like if they invented a new universe, but that also like called their soldiers gears or whatever, that could be quite interesting. Well, I doubt they do that. Try to uh, overtake another planet after failing because that wasn't Earth that they were on, was it? That Marcus Phoenix and that I think it was called Terra. Yeah, something like that. Um, It it was weird. So maybe if they came to Earth and then they said to Marcus, you know, Marcus, we heard that you've battled these guys once before, and he's like, "I'm not doing it, Dom." And then Mad World starts playing again, Um, (laughs) and then it comes up Gears of War four. That's what we don't want, Microsoft, okay? We want to see gameplay. We want to see brilliant stuff. We don't want people looking really sad while a sad song plays in the background, like the pretentious um, trailer for Gears of War 3, which, you know, it's all disappeared up its own arse. And the same with Halo. We don't want that either. We don't want you filming slow pan across a model of a battlefield with an old man talking about how he'd done it and how he'd been there. I think if Marcus Phoenix was an old man, that'd be all right. If, say, this is like 50 years after Halo 3 and Marcus Phoenix is a really old general and there's a. And he's like, got nothing to do with Halo. That'd yeah, be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> if he's just in Halo now. <laughs> yeah, I just got bored and in Gears of War and I've just decided to come and uh, do a Ma- bit of Halo. Master Chief takes his helmet off and he's like, oh, come on! Marcus yeah, Phoenix. It's Dom! It's Dom! <laughs> <laughs> That would be brilliant, but they wouldn't think of doing that, would they? No. They probably wouldn't. No. Yeah. Unimaginative. So dumb. Yeah. What do I want to see from Microsoft? Yeah, what's going to make you buy an Xbox One finally? <clears throat> I want to see NAC 2. Ah! <laughs> That's what I As want. As an exclusive on Microsoft consoles. Absolutely. That was an exclusive, and it should remain an exclusive forever and ever and ever. I want to see a sequel to that. And a spin-off series as well, um, with one of the uh, minor protagonists from that fantastic little platformer game. Yeah. Um, I might, and if they combine that with uh, a slim version of the Xbox One, then you just might have me as a customer, Mister Microsoft. I assume that was a joke because Knack was on PS4. <clears throat> yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so obviously just saying it was great and then Microsoft have bought the rights to it for like $200 million. <laughs> I, would, I would like them to have shifted it to that so there's no possibility of it ever coming back to PS4 under any circumstances whatsoever. Wow, that's harsh. <clears throat> Especially because by law you have to buy a game if it's out on the PS4. Yeah, it is. That's true. So, Don, what if they said Destiny 2, exclusive, Xbox One? Oh, I'd be majorly pissed. For 24 hours. Because I, I genuinely don't want to have to buy a second console. I really, yeah. really don't. And the only, there's literally only one game that I'm interested in on Xbox One, and that's Halo 5. But what that's, I don't understand about you... There's no other exclusives I'm interested in. There's no other sequels I'm interested in. You know, you've got, a, you've got a disposable income, obviously, because you bought a spoon for £900. Uh, she bought the spoon. I bought the holiday. It's still disposable <laughs> income that you've just yeah, thrown yeah. away. Um, you know, I'm not in a position to buy a PS4 and an Xbox One, but if I had the money, I would buy a PS4, just simply even if there was one game or just the, the thought of, you know, they're, they're consoles to keep. It's not like after a year you just throw it away. You know, we're looking at the next five, six years. So why but wouldn't yeah, you get then, one now? Because, A, um, they're just, well, apart from there just not being enough games on there to justify me buying a whole console for when I've got loads of games in my back cat that I haven't 
finished or started yet for my my PS4. Um, I also don't like the look of the Xbox One. It's the biggest power drain of all the new systems. It's insanely power hungry. Um, and I'd rather... Th- I've always decided if I was going to get one, I'd wait until they brought out a slim version. Um, yeah. So that is indeed what I will do. Um, and yeah, there's, so there's, you know, I'm, I'm, like you say, you, know, you don't have to get rid of it or anything. You can keep it for years, but that just means I can wait and then buy the games in a few years and they'll be a lot cheaper as well. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I'll do. That's what I did with my PS2 and uh, so and my Xbox 360 in fact I didn't buy my Xbox 360 until the system was like five years old so um, you know I'm in no rush well I, I think mean, we're, we're in the period now where you know the Xbox has had a good year it's had good games it's had good multi-format releases now we need to start seeing the reinforcements coming now the big hitters because uh, as, as much as we love um, the Witcher and stuff like that and Far Cry 4 we need a big exclusive uh, game for Xbox One to just show what it can do because I don't maybe I'm thinking this wrong but you know there hasn't been a Gears of War yet or you know Halo a game that just makes people go absolutely crazy for the console Yeah, you know I one mean, of those games well- be interested to see what Rare are actually doing. They're supposed to have a new game to unveil yeah. up there. Um, thankfully, they've stopped them making another Connect Sports title. Um, yeah, and that's important too, Don. They've got to stop pretending that the Connect matters. Yeah, it just it just doesn't. It never really did. Because Although Rare, Rare are bringing out Banjo Kazooie, a new Banjo Kazooie. They've already confirmed they've been working on that. Yeah, but they're supposed to have something else. So. Hopefully, he'll be something decent and not yeah. just another boring kiddie platformer. Because there wasn't anything really from last year's E3. Even though it was good on the whole, there was nothing that really stood out. No. Well, the Master Chief Collection was supposed to be this big thing, and you know everyone was well excited for it, but they just fucked it up so, so unbelievably badly. Yeah. That, that it's just a lot of people just going, oh, fuck it, just don't care anymore. They've kind of, I've, kind of, I've also just lost a little bit of faith in and 343 Industries is a really good studio. They did brilliant yeah. work on the, on Halo 4 and on the other remasters, but they screwed up this thing so bad, and it's been screwed, remained screwed for so long, which is an even bigger problem. Yeah. Um, that I just hope to God they've had people dedicated to Halo 5 and not pull people off to help fix Master Chief Collection. Well, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have to think that that would be the case and that, you know, they've learned all the lessons and Halo 5... They should give it away free to people that have been playing and sticking <clears throat> with Halo Master Chief Collection for this long, because that is absolutely ridiculous what's been going on there. Yeah, um, they need to do something like that. But yeah, this, I just hope that they don't pander to multi-format games, sort of like Phantom Pain, the new Assassin's Creed that's coming out. You know, just I hope they've got enough games to kind of dedicate the conference to the great games that they're able to make because they are able to Microsoft Studios and all their affiliates and the companies that they own are vastly talented and you've yeah. just got to get them working again and on these games. The other thing I think they're going to do, they're going to have to, they're going to, they're going to, have to sort of something about their indie titles as well. I know PS4 and Sony kind of hung onto the coattails of uh, Microsoft a bit last year. Um, but things like the Limbo sequel, Below, I think it's called, mm-hmm. yeah. um, has been delayed as well. And that was that was one of the indie games I was really looking forward to. Um, and uh, so it's a bit of a 
ball like that that's been delayed as well uh, and we don't know when these titles are going to turn up now um, it's hard to keep track out. of indie games isn't it once they go under the radar or they miss their initial release date or where it's coming up and they kind of go underground a bit it's very hard to then pin them down yeah. and find out where they actually are yeah and then all of a sudden they're like it's out in a week yeah <laughs> and you're like what and, and no one can live like that can they no no well, there we go. That's uh, Microsoft. This we that is Microsoft for this week. That's basically what we're saying is that Microsoft have to get together and with the great big studios, and they have to show us why we love the Xbox as a brand. All together, they need to show us. They need to show us the Halos. They need to show us the Gears of War. We're not talking about the remaster version or whatever it is you're doing. I saw that little gameplay clip of the online, of the, and it didn't look any different, Microsoft. Okay? <laughs> so behave yourself and give us Gears of War 4 or Gears of War Halo Dom, whatever it was Gareth was talking about. <laughs> right, that's that, Gareth. Bang. Hi Don, how you doing? Oh, mate, fancy seeing you here. It's nice to, nice to catch up with you over a cup of tea again. Well, it's nice that we find time to meet up and have a tea, even if oh, it's right just is. once a week, isn't it? It's, it's all these massive coffee corporations popping up everywhere. Yeah. The tea room is sadly a thing of the past. Yeah, that's why we're quite lucky to have found this quaint little place in uh, good old Mayfair. You can always trust Mayfair. You can. Uh, Don, do you remember Caps? <laughs> It depends what kind of caps you're talking about, my friend. Uh, you, you mean you'd have them in a roll? <laughs> it was, it was yes. a thin roll of card, and it had dots all down the strip. Oh, yes. Oh, they were amazing. I used to get a coin and run it along the strip. My fingers would smell of smoke. It was great. Why can't we have them anymore? I used to love that smell. Yeah. Kids spoil everything. They can't be given things like this because they just use them as either a gun or a knife. That's true. The cap guns yeah. were one of the most fantastic things ever. Not just the cap guns, just the caps. The caps themselves were genius, but... Yeah, but they, what they... did you use the red strip for? I mostly used it in my cap guns, which I had several. I had like a little collection of, of cap guns, one for every occasion. Wow, what <laughs> occasions were there? Well, there was some for shooting the, the kids that I shared a, oh shared a street with. And then there was a, another one, which is like a rifle, which I used to out of the, the window which looks across the park for shooting nice. at the kids down the park who I didn't like so that was more of a long so range, you of a long range thing. Just, yeah. what do you mean it was long range it was a cap gun it's just got one yeah but range. the rifle was for, for long range engagements they were down the park whereas, oh, so, okay. yeah, so that, that was for them at my bedroom window so they were, I needed the rifle for that the kids in the street yeah. were up close and personal I had a revolver for that I had to see them up Did they see like, you bang. There? Yeah, oh yeah. I want at least yeah. them to see a look in my eyes when I pull the fucking trigger. It was great. Oh yeah. Did you ever get the ones that were they kind of updated them a bit from paper rolls to like uh, circular plastic? This is what I was saying. Discs. People, are, uh, uh, with you, with your rich kids, you probably had the plastic ring caps. I had both. Into those. I had, but there's a, there, you got the right ammunition for the right circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. The cap, oh. the, the, the paper rolls you get way more shots on, shots for, but they weren't as reliable. The other ones you only got six or eight shots in. So. You don't want to be stuck with the trigger jamming. You didn't, no, definitely not. Do you know that people up north didn't even have snaps? They probably just made sounds whilst running around with a stick. 
Yeah, going bang, bang, and just pointing their fingers, not even with, you know, proper metallic no. guns or anything. Well, we can Terrible. even get a stick. God, I kind they of, chop the trees. kind of feel sorry for them in a way, but then I forget that I don't care about anyone else, <laughs> and then I stop yeah. caring. Great. Anyway, Don, I might not be able to make oh. it next week. Really? Oh, that'd be a shame. Who's going to share my, my pot of tea with me? Well, me and Claire, we're going through a hard time ever since Ben was released from prison. Oh, God, Ben. He, I forgot he, about him. He wants Martin, her son. Uh, he wants access to him. So it's, it's becoming a bit mad at the moment. But Tony, his brother, has yeah. given us some stick, and I'm worried Sally will get involved. Oh, she, still blames me for lose, she still blames me for losing her leg. Does she? Fucking cow. Yeah. There was no way was that your fault. No, it was Tony, wasn't it? It was Tony. Well, yeah. Fucking little prick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got... Some people, some people, bloody nerve. Well, anyway, Don, I've got to go now, mate. I've got to be up court, so <laughs> judging by how that goes, I might be... I don't know why that's funny, but uh, I'll meet you next week sometime. Yeah, hopefully uh, you won't be banged up and I'll be seeing you in here rather than the prison <laughs> tell cafeteria. Me about it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, mate, anyway. But uh, to talk to you later. See you soon. No worries. Word blow. Bye. 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 That is this is the final part of the podcast. Thank you for staying with us, if you have, for this long. Uh, all 20 minutes of it. Uh, it's been getting shorter and shorter every week, and we just don't know what Gareth's going to edit out this week. But we do love you, Gareth, and that's part of your ambiance. But anyway, Gareth, what have you been playing this week? What is it that you've been playing? Because the last few times you've kind of backed down a little bit and just lied about going to London. So what have you been <laughs> doing this week? Right. Uh, this week I've played three things that stand out uh, as being unusual. Oh yes. So the first thing is Hearthstone. Uh, there's a promotion that Blizzard are doing where if you have a hundred ranked wins in Hearthstone, you'll get an exclusive mount in Heroes of the Storm. Oh my word! Like cross-platform, cross-game. Oh. And you lap that up, didn't you? Want that, you want that mount. You want that mount more than anything. You'd come to London just to get that mount and then go back. You know what's sad? Is that yes. Yes. I definitely would. I've been spending like... I've probably spent like 15 hours of the past week just playing Hearthstone. Just trying to grind wins. There you go. I'm just over halfway there as well. Like <laughs> That's it. The main problem is I don't have good cards, which uh, turns out are pretty important in a card game. Yeah, they do tend to be quite important. Yeah, and because, like, Hearthstone's pool of cards is so much smaller than, like, you know, Magic the Gathering or something like that. Yeah. Like, there's, there's not that much skill in it. There's oh, not yeah. as much fun to be had, because, like, there are certain overpowered cards that, like, 90% of people all have, but I don't. So whenever I see, like, those cards, I'm like, ugh. That sounded, like, disgust. It kind of was. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, if I wanted to spend like 20 quid on card packs, I could probably also have that card. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. And it just yeah, that's makes, what's annoying, isn't it? It yeah. makes the grind way longer. And oh, it's so frustrating. But I want that mount. It's like a it's like a card that the characters surf on and it's like a floating card. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
and then people when you fly past them. Are you still a Transformer, Gareth? I still have that skin, yeah, but if I had that skin on, that skin has a custom mount, which I wouldn't wow. use the card for. So Yeah, obviously. So you've got your skin already for this mount. I've got a few skins ready to be mounted. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, 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 good luck to you, Gareth. Well, the thing is that I know I'm an idiot. I know. I, well, that's, Blizzard, that's part of accepting it, isn't it? Yeah, I know Blizzard have my penis in a vice. Blizzard, <laughs> uh, I think Blizzard should just hand it to you out of pity. They're really, really sketchy as well. Like, have you heard yeah. about, just to go off on a quick tangent, they're basically selling a new skin for one of the characters in the game for like eight quid? That's disgusting. And you don't even see what the other person's character looks like. It has like a tiny little picture. It's fucking ridiculous. Blizzard are gross. And I'm falling for it. It sounds like the sort of company that you would hate. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's weird, that. But it seems that they've, they've, you're their little bitch. Yeah, I am. I don't even like Hearthstone. I don't have fun playing I think when, it. When, when you're someone's bitch, like, Don is the bitch of destiny, <laughs> yeah. you don't yeah. see, you sort of love the abuser, don't you? It's that kind of mentality. <laughs> that Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? Where you start to admire your tormentor. So, yeah, I think that's what's going on with you two. Yeah, well, once I earn my 100 wins, then I don't need to ever play it again. So There you go. Fantastic. That's, that's the way I look at it. Uh, um, this week I also played Velvet Sundown, which is... That sounds is... like a hooker's name. It does. It does. It's a role-playing game on the PC. I'm trying to think how best to explain it. Uh, a role-playing game on the PC? Well, it's not a pretty good description to me. It's not a role playing game like that, like a Skyrim or something like that. So basically, rounds are about 40 minutes. And at the start of a round, you get given a random character to role play as. Um, And the level I played, you're on a yacht. And you walk around this yacht, and there are other people also role playing characters, and you walk up to them and you talk to them. Yacht is spelled really stupid, isn't it? Yeah, Y A C H T, Yacht. Ridiculous. Um. And the way you talk to people is by like typing it out, and then when you press enter, it'll say it in a not un Eugene like robot voice. Who's Eugene? Is that not what he's called? Oh my god, Eugene Gareth. Hawkins. Maurice. Maurice. Okay. My <laughs> god, I've forgotten already. Uh, it's been a long time since he's graced us with his presence. It is. Maybe you'll have to come back and have a go at you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like every character has a different accent on the robot voice um, and you can type anything and it'll say it and it's hilarious and the kind of the aim of the game is like everyone will have a different win condition so like the character I played as she was like a reporter and her win condition was she had to get some of these drugs because there are illegal drugs about and then when you have the drugs then you have your like evidence in your newspaper report or whatever uh, so you have to go around the party talking to people about like, oh, you heard about this new drug that's going around, isn't it? And it's kind of cool, but it just ultimately devolves into everybody just saying cunt over and over again oh. in a different robot voice. Or like, suck well, my I dick. I did hear that Maurice done the uh, voiceover work for it. Did he? Yeah. Filthy boy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's it's it's a terrible, terrible game that nobody should ever play, but you should definitely all play it if you can. Bit like uh, Felchin. A little bit like Felchin. 
Yeah, no one should do it, but you should experience it at least once in your life. Sure, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I hope I've explained what Velvet Sundown is adequately. No, you haven't, but then it does seem to be one of those games that you have to sort of play to get... Yeah, I'm sure if you look like Google search Velvet Sundown, you'll find a ridiculous amount of... You'll find a lot of porn stars, but you'll also find some YouTube videos of a video game. So which which is better? Video games. Every okay, time. exactly. There you go. Yeah. Um, and the third game I've been playing because I couldn't help myself was Fallout New Vegas. Wait, he's going back to the old school. One thousand and thirty-two percent increase <laughs> in sales. <laughs> yeah, I just it. I was sat there looking at my games that I had on on my desktop. In your pants. And, and I was just scr- you know looking through, and my eye kept being caught by New Vegas. And Sounds then, painful. And then I was like, oh, I might play some League of Legends, but New Vegas, though. Uh, I might play a bit of Hearthstone, but Fallout New Vegas, though. And yeah. ultimately, I just played Fallout New Vegas for like 10 hours yesterday. <laughs> 10 hours? Mate. Did you start from the beginning, or? Yeah, I started a new character, uh, basically blinked, and then 10 hours had gone, and I remembered why Fallout is so incredible. Because the world just, you get immersed in it so quickly. And you can't pull yourself out <laughs> until your body you says, stop. I thought you said you didn't like New Vegas. There are systems in New Vegas that I don't like, but I like the game. Yeah. Um, like, the whole sort of uh, armor system is really stupid, because it, it meant, like, the original way I played when I played it first time was all small guns and, like, submachine guns and pistols and stuff. Uh, you can't play this game with those weapons. It basically renders those... That whole weapon set move. You have been slain. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was weird. I, I feel like I was the only one who heard that. No. What, what, what? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That proper threw me off. Yeah, so it just meant that there are certain ways you can spec your character that'll mean in the end game you'll be doing almost no damage, which I just thought was a big mistake. But all the role playing is still there. Leveling up your character's still there. Um, the companion stuff is really cool. And it's just... Those games are just so well made. That I, it, I'm so hyped for Fallout 4 after playing New Vegas. That's that's what it's all about. It's about going back to that time, reimagining, loving a game that you're playing, and getting ready for the new wave. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So is that what you've been doing this week, Gareth? Uh, Yeah. Bit of Heroes of the Storm here and there, as always. That's yeah, you know what it's like. But it's not the same without that mount, is it? Mate, when I can ride around on a card, then it's it's going to be... That's, that's It's going to look like a magic carpet, isn't it, as well? Well, you can already buy a mount that's a magic carpet. Yeah. But I would have this card for free, just by spending many dozens how of hours much is, of my How life. much is the carpet, mate? It's like £3.50 this week. Wouldn't you rather just spend £3.50 and then save yourself about 30 hours? Yeah? yeah? But this is like a card that it like flies around. Okay, well, hopefully, Gareth, we'll, we'll get to see it, okay? Okay. It's a shame we haven't got a sort of Kickstarter page for you, you special boy. <laughs> I definitely need Kickstarting. You do. You need a kick in the head. <laughs> But there we go, that's fantastic. I've been playing just solidly uh, Witcher. It's it's a game that 
I feel I'm not going to be able to get out of anytime soon in the fact that it's all encompassing, it's all engrossing. I am now part of the world. I am part of the system. I and the man that comes with the herbs and the animal heads and I go into the city of Novigrad and I get my hair cut because, you know, every few hours I like to have a new hairstyle and I'll take my wares and I'll sell them. I know the people who give the right prices for my wares. I can craft swords now so I can make my own swords and stuff like that. I've now gone from the point of adventurer when you first start playing, it's all new, to explorer, where you feel a little bit more comfortable in the settings and the dynamics of the game, to now being permanent resident, where you're comfortable and it feels like a world that exists outside of your own world. And it's at that point you know a game's got you, when you feel comfortable in that world that... You just get on with doing stuff that doesn't even have any sort of relevance to the story whatsoever. A bit like a uh, job. A bit like a job, Gareth. Yeah. But this job is fun. And I'm now <laughs> part of the world and people know who I am. Obviously, when I go to work uh, in the next few weeks, it's going to be a severe cut on my gaming time. But I'll let other parts of my life slide, like my relationship with my girlfriend or the cleanliness <laughs> of my home. <laughs> Because there is going to have to be some Witcher time. And uh, it's a bit like Chico time, but better. And I've just, I'm loving it so much. There's, there's not more much more I can say, really, that hasn't been said. And all I'm doing is just heaping praise upon the praise that I've already given it. And it's now, I don't know, about 40 hours, 50 hours into it. Uh, you just find little adventures for yourself. And now I've turned off the... Uh, the points of interests for the adventure zones and stuff like that. I'm just enjoying it exponentially more now. Like I'll just come across moments where there's a big bandit camp and there's like seven of them and you have to fight them and it's so tense and you don't know if you're going to come out of it alive. And it's not like uh, fall, uh, not Fallout, Skyrim, where it sort of levels up with you. Sometimes you'll come across something that's really easy Sometimes you'll come across something that's really challenging. So you never really become too complacent. You're always there and they're always thereabouts. And you can get some characters that can absolutely destroy you if you've not got your wits about you. And that's what I love about it as well. That's why um, they call it uh, Witcher. Do you want to explain that pun? Because uh, you need your wits about you. Yeah. And wit is in the word witcher. You've got to keep your witch about you. Exactly. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work that much. Oh. Don't set the bar too high. He has. He's absolutely destroyed it. Everything. <laughs> like, what is it? Is it that South Park episode where Cartman hears the funniest joke ever? And then things are just not funny anymore. And he goes around just trying to look for something that's funny. The fact that, you know, I you said that pun, Gareth. That's, it's a nice pun. It's harmless. But as soon as a pun goes into my mind now, it's now automatically put up against Don's pun. 
And if it doesn't come close to it, it's kind of just batted away again, or to a point when I don't even understand it because my brain doesn't want to process it, like <laughs> what happened there. Oh. So it's just, it's, it's ruined puns for me. And until we find a pun that's going to overtake it, we're going to be basically immune to puns. Which I think is sad. That is sad. That's like 90% of this podcast. Yeah. There we go. Entertainment. It's entertainment, but maybe we went a little bit too far on the entertainment. Maybe we should have said to Don, you know, that's a really powerful pun. You've got it, but let's just not use... It's like nuclear weapons. You know, you've got (laughs) Like, they can absolutely destroy countries, but people don't use them. Just because there's an agreement between each other that, hold on, you use this, it's basically over. There's There's no coming back from it. Yeah. And basically what Don's done is he's unleashed a nuclear pun that's just destroyed all other puns. A nuclear pun? That was a pun in itself? It was, but it still wasn't any good. I, I quite like it, it's right. I, Don, don't. You're just saying that because you've got the nuclear pun. You, you, you're in a position where you can say that. Oh, don't worry, mate, it's okay. But it's not, is it? What have you been playing this week, Don? <laughs> oh, Destiny. Um, yeah, I tried playing, uh... Oh, Hang on, Don, sorry. Yeah? Can you just say what the pun is? Because obviously if someone's just started listening because we're, we are entertainment, <laughs> they're not going to know, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this pun? What is this uh, pun? The, I need to know what the pun is. The pun is, the new Uncharted collection shouldn't be called the Nathan Drake collection. It should be called the Master Thief collection. Dun, and it's... Dun, it's it's not even like it's funny, like, ah, oh, that's a mate, it's just, wow. It's just crap. It's just crap. It's a pla- it's wordplay, it's not like, oh, let's all laugh, ha, 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 like, the stupid laugh. It's kind of <laughs> like, I really appreciate the wordplay on that. <laughs> and you look at it, not as a poem, you look at it as art. So I there we go. What separates it as a, as an yeah. estate, it is, it's, it's the artfulness of it. You're quite right, quite right. Anyway, uh, yeah, so this week I tried playing uh, a little bit of um, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes because it's on the PS Plus, so it's free right now. Uh, And um, I got a bit stuck and then stopped playing it and uh, went back to playing Destiny for the entire rest of the weekend, which was good because I uh, I finally done... There's not mean anything to you, but to anyone who plays Destiny, I finally did the Thorn Bounty. No um, way. Yes. Wow. No, I've had Can you believe back. it, Rob? I can't. I thought he would have done the... Uh, I thought he would... He may have, I had a little inkling because he's been quite confident this week. And that, <laughs> that confidence only comes from someone that's done that. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Uh, I've had this bounty since about December. Uh, and it's been proven so difficult for me to do that I, I just I've put off doing it. I tried going back to it once or twice and I just got annihilated trying to do it. Because it involves uh, you having to go to the Crucible and do PvP, but you can only use certain types of weapons, and the weapons I've got of that type are absolutely shit. Everyone else just completely destroys me, and I've got no chance. But uh, sounds like finally, you uh, you nearly gave up on this bounty, Don. I yeah. nearly just deleted the damn thing. It, it's a, a good job ago. you didn't mutiny it. Well done. Fucking hell, that's that's you actually quite a bad pun. You didn't though. mutiny on the bounty. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, uh, I think we've, been, we've really been spoilt by the, 
the nuclear plan. <laughs> we have. You can't do anything now. It's not working. But, um, yeah, I, I, I went back to it and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this another shot. I finally got three weapons of the type that I need so I can have all three slots. Yep, you may laugh there. Filled with the uh, the right weapon type. And I thought, fuck this, let's go in there and see what I can do. And I started actually winning in PvP and scoring the reg- I needed to go score 500 points with these certain weapons. You get points deducted, though, for getting killed, which was the point where I was getting unstuck on, obviously. Um, and um, finally, I, um, I-, I pulled it off. It was, um, I was like, this is amazing. Um, it always feels amazing when you pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it up. Yes. It took me about 20 games in the Crucible to actually get the 500 points I needed. But every time I was finishing the game, I had more points than when I started. So I'm like, this is definitely going well. And I was getting so close. And then the palms were getting all sweaty on the last couple of matches. I'm thinking, oh, I've got to get this. Come on. And then I did. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And then there's another stage to the bounty that happens after that, which is also quite hard. So I'm like, oh, you twats. Unfortunately, good old... Uh... What? could say the bounty comes in two sections. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I could, but it's like actually a comes in about... Chocolate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got the, the reference. Yeah, except this bounty comes in like four reference, four parts, so... Oh, oh man, that... that first. If I had got... I, that would drive me Coco nuts, mate. Yeah, that's why I, it would drive me crazy, because I'd done half of it, and I just couldn't get this third part done, because I was getting annihilated on PvP. But I think part of it was helped because both Charles of Osiris and the Iron Banner were running at the weekend, so all the good players and were all on those things instead of just regular Crucible. So I figured, yeah, the noobs and the people who aren't so shit hot are going to be in the Crucible this weekend. So I took advantage, and I was right to do so. Boom. So well, now I have well, the Thorn, which, you just which is the most overpowered handgun in, in the game, and it's fucking amazing. Well done, Don, for taking advantage of people that aren't very good at the game. Thanks. I feel really good about myself for doing so. That's <laughs> like a country invading a weaker country just because they think they can. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Okay, well, as long as you're happy with that on your shoulders. <laughs> Still like my pun. I don't think that... Was that a pun? I don't even know what a pun is anymore. Your puns just destroyed everything. I don't know what a pun is. I don't know how to form a pun anymore. No. There we go. We've been... <laughs> but yeah, so I actually had a really good weekend on Destiny. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, well, cool. there you go. That It's been a great podcast this week. Um, we've once again unleashed the pun. Uh, it, it's, it, next week is going to be... This is what it is to be a gamer, isn't it, next week? This is Christmas Day for gamers you sit down you watch the um the what do you call them press conferences press conferences you watch them all you sort of try and work out which time it will be on in your region you know and you try and catch up with all the news and it's going to be fantastic gareth are you going to be doing that thing you did last year that i i wasn't really part of because i was going through a mental illness Uh, i don't see why not like if you're available and we could watch them oh, together because you had all these weird guys on it last time that I've never heard of before or since <laughs> I just got my friends on <laughs> yeah but bless them bless them bless but, my friends you 
Yeah, bless them. That's what you got to do. Was it Ken's? No, I don't think it was Ken's. Ken's never seems to really be there when you really need him. He's always there and about. Uh, if... I don't want to go too far into his personal life, but he has like a girlfriend who lives in Germany, so he's away quite a lot. That's yeah. so, you know, nothing ever came from forming bonds with Germany. Okay. Too right, soon. So Don, Don, it is too soon. It's too soon. Don, well, hopefully yeah. you can join for it as well. We can maybe do a little bit here and a little bit there. Actually, cool. thinking about it, this guy, Gareth, that one, yeah. not you, Don, you know who you are. <laughs> he actually made podcasts and uploaded them the same day. That is how shit hot he was back then. <laughs> the old Gareth. <laughs> I can't imagine him doing something like that now, could you? Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see, we'll see. Right, well, this uh, podcast is going to be out on Thursday. If any news has come out since now and then, uh, we can only apologise for it. Uh, Gareth, promise everyone it will be out on Thursday. It'll be out on Thursday, but oh, I have yeah. some. I have some news right now. Wow! Listen to this for news. That was quick. At Speed King Fox on Twitter yeah. says that we are by far the best podcast he listens to, and that we are hilarious. And I think that is front page there, news. That is <laughs> entertainment. You know, he's obviously saying it's entertainment. A lot of people, I think, will be saying that now because they've been listening to us not knowing where we fall on the whole broad scheme of things. But now people know we're entertainment. They'll be like, ah, oh, that's it. They entertain me. There we go. <laughs> I knew well, that was the feeling. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the feeling. And I've got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. And you guys get that feeling as well, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, kiss your twins both on the nose when you see them from me, Don. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Bye, then. Speak to you soon, guys. Oh, cheers, guys. E3! Yeah! Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>